0: This is a nine eighty CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the app show. Mike Agarbo here, broadcasting from the lovely home studio. I've got my good friends uh, John Beeler and Graham Williams with me today. How you doing, guys? Doing well. I'm solid. Yeah, we've uh, we've it's got a, a week. Great, yeah, no kidding. We've got a great uh, show for you uh, today. Uh, going to be uh, themed around uh, the coronavirus. Uh, you know, some things that you'll be able to do. From the comfort of your home, uh, we're all working and living from the comforts of our homes right now. Uh, later on, we'll tell you uh, about a, a cool uh, house party app and some other uh, apps to socialize while you are self-isolating. Uh, we will uh, also be chatting with the folks at Next Door. This is the app to have right now, especially during these uh, crazy trying times. Uh, it really connects you with your neighborhood. We'll be talking with christopher doyle he's the country manager about uh, all the updates they've done to that and how it can really connect you with your community especially if you're feeling really isolated and uh, even need a little extra help Uh, let's have a look at some of the uh, app news stories that we're uh, following uh, this week guys. this is kind of interesting Uh, a lot of people still uh, out uh, trying to get some exercise uh, during this uh, crisis Strava, a very popular uh, app. They've got Strava routes uh, that uh, help you find uh, isolated places to run and cycle.
2: This is kind of fun because it's sort of the opposite of some of the things we've seen with Strava in the past, right? There are a bunch of GPS-based apps where, like, finding secret military bases and things like that. And so this is sort of a here's where no one's running. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This this is smart. So for for once, (laughs) it's good that they're tracking you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Which is kind of uh, crazy.
2: The the question is, why is no one running the route? It's possibly because it's going by like a tire fire or something like that. But, uh, (laughs) you know, reasonably speaking, if you're not looking to encounter other human beings, this is a great way to do it. Here, GPS. Nobody's here. Go there.
1: Well, uh, speaking speaking of tracking, uh, this was kind of a disturbing story to me. Uh, You know, there were some governments uh, and even Trudeau, uh, you know, talked about this uh, using cell phone location data to track people that have the virus did you did you hear about this
0: yes Yeah. yeah singapore i think started this where they would basically uh send a text message and they could tell that you weren't where you were supposed to be and if you were somewhere else they would deploy the police department to go get you home
2: yeah, there Forcefully. was uh, there there was a story of one uh, young lady whose phone battery died at 7:45 and by 8:20 the copper knock up door
1: really that that is she yeah, yeah.
2: she'd is just to plug it in and uh so it dropped off the map and so they they came looking for her and uh you know she, she was actually happy about it because reasonably speaking the the only way we're going to stop this thing is by stopping people do have it from interacting with others so helpful the question right now though i think for a lot of people is as we are starting to see increase in government surveillance and we're starting to see an increase in some of the, the powers that are assigned to some of these groups um can we roll it back when we're done that's a, yeah that's a good question that i don't have the answer to
1: uh, guys it's a slippery slope though like once they taste this this power? Like, do you think they're not going to try to use this in the future for other things that they, they think they would need it for? Like, uh, you know, this came up because, uh, the logic, it's a, um, a technology focused news site quoted, or, you know, apparently quoted Toronto mayor, John Tory, uh, who said that they were starting to use location data to find, uh, where people were gathering and, you know, mapping it. Uh, they've since backtracked on, on that, but, um, you know, how easy is it for them to get that data from the telephone companies?
2: Well, recently speaking, you don't even need to use location data, right? Like you could actually take a look and you could ask Rogers and Bell and tell us to let you know where uh, there is additional load on the cell phone towers where there typically isn't. Um, that, that could be one way of, of going about it. The individual identifiable privacy issues, uh, like if you're just looking at clusters of people, that's fine. Uh, if you're starting to track down individuals without a court order, that's We're getting into places, but we do also see the Emergencies Act being used across the country. So being able to get those things would be relatively easy as well. But you're absolutely right. Once you've got this capability, like once we saw CCTV come out in the UK, it's never gone away.
1: Oh, my God. They're they're everywhere now.
2: We're opening the door here.
1: These are some of the stories that we're following uh, right now. We'll keep you up to date on those in the uh, coming weeks. We do have an awesome show for you. Uh, Later on in the program, uh, we will be talking uh, with uh, the folks at Huawei. They've just announced a a new super smartphone, uh, the P40 Pro. You got to stay tuned just to to listen to some of the features and the camera on this thing as well. Plus, we will be chatting about uh, a cool app called uh, House Party and some of the other I guess social apps that uh, can keep us connected uh, while we're all working and uh, self-isolating at uh, home. But coming up after the break, I really think you you should stay tuned for this. And if you haven't downloaded this app yet, it's called Nextdoor, and this is the app to have, especially during these times. It connects you with your local community and specifically your neighborhood. And they've come out with a lot of great new features to to help uh, your fellow man and you know the the houses around you. You know, there's a lot of people that are uh, in need right now, and and maybe even feeling more isolated. So this can help uh, connect. Uh, everyone which is kind of a a cool thing when we come back from the break we'll uh talk about those segments and uh, later on we'll also tell you about our uh ongoing contest uh, as well you're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network we will be back after this you are back with the App Show. Mike Eggerbo here. Right now, though, I want to talk about uh, an app that we've covered before on the show, but probably even more relevant now. It's called Nextdoor. On the line, we've got Christopher Doyle. He uh, is the country manager here in Canada for Nextdoor. Thanks for joining us, Christopher. Yeah, thanks for having me. I bet you're getting a lot of traffic now. <laughs> we really are. We really are. Yes. it's uh, it's It's been
3: quite incredible to see, actually. Christopher, tell our listeners again what Nextdoor is all about. Yeah, for sure. So Nextdoor is the neighborhood hub online. So our stated purpose is to cultivate kindness and ensure everyone has a neighborhood that they can rely on. And that's our our mission and our stated purpose on a, on a regular day. So um, you can only imagine um, when a, a crisis hits, like we've seen with COVID-19, how it's even that much more important that the people closest to us, um, that we know them, first of all, and that uh, those most vulnerable have an opportunity to connect with them to get the help that they need. So we've seen um, some, some really uh, sharp increases in the usage of Nextdoor as neighbors really try and help each other out in times of
1: crisis. Uh, explain to listeners how they get signed up for this if they're not uh, part of Nextdoor yet.
3: Yeah, for sure. So basically, uh, we encourage people to download the app, which most people do, um, or uh, our website at nextdoor.ca does it as well. And and when you go there and download the app, we actually uh, we ask you for your address and postal code. And what that does is actually connects you to your neighborhood. So Nextdoor is all designed around the local neighborhood that you live in. So it will connect you to your neighborhood immediately. Um, what we love about it so much is that, especially in times of crisis, like now, it's a really trusted and safe environment because it's a 100% verified system. So we verify uh, that you are who you say you are online. So that leads to a lot of, uh, well, in times of crisis, it really helps t- to know that you have a neighbor to rely on down the street, for example. Um, but also just makes it a, a much more, um, trusted and safe place. So basically you go to your neighborhood there and we've set up different tools, um, uh, all around the neighborhood, again, like I said, on a normal day, we have these tools enabled. And then we're actually um, have moved really quickly to uh, enable new tools for people to get the help that they need during the COVID-19 crisis.
1: And what kind of tools would that be? Yeah,
3: so um, one that we we just launched is called the Help Map. And like I said, like Nextdoor is a platform where you could go there today or any other day um, before the crisis hit and you could have you know, asked a question. And a typical question is around you know a lot of like uh, service recommendations, like can anyone recommend a plumber that I could use? Um, what we found during the crisis was that um, there were so many people offering help on our platform. We actually saw uh, uh, 17 times more people asking and offering help on the platform. So we wanted to make it easier for the most vulnerable and the most in need to get the help that they needed closest to them so the help map actually allows you to do that so um you can um go to the help map once you're logged into next door and you can state what types of things you are willing to help a neighbor with. So that might mean, you know, hey, I'm willing to go and pick up groceries for someone who may have just been traveling internationally. And that's actually an actual use case that we've seen in Canada. And um, you can say, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go and pick up some groceries and, and drop them off in a safe way. Um, so that's one example. So now what this does is it allows people who are in need, and this might be people who are elderly, it might be people who have traveled internationally, it might be people who are just feeling really, really, I isolated because they are self-isolating or quarantined, they can actually go to that and see um, who most close to me can offer help. And then they can message them um, in a safe way and just say, hey, I could really use some help. So to us, it was really important that we made it easy for people in need to get help, you know, because, you know, they might not feel comfortable posting something on the feed. So this really made them feel, um, made them feel safer.
0: One thing that I like is, because I just signed up for this a little while ago. um, I literally just got my postcard, uh yesterday uh i'm covering up the code in my my neighborhood but basically this gets physically sent to you to sort of really validate who you are and so you're not just getting some random person from across the world uh in these conversations so i think that's really good too and you know at least for now the postal service is still operating so at least you have that verification level if their people aren't already in there um and even since i signed up i've seen a number of other people just in my little complex and neighborhood uh, sign up as well. So people are definitely looking for tools like this which is great.
3: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's like the number one way we see people verify their accounts is to, they just as you did, John, they requested the postcard in the mail and I think it usually is supposed to arrive within five days. Hopefully that was the case here, you know, usually three, three to five days and you get that. And to me, I love that because it's a high degree of verification at that point, right? So it's like you are who you say you are. You can join the neighborhood uh, in, in a safe way. And to your point around the local connections, the other tool that we just enabled, we, it was in beta, but we just, we saw so many people creating groups like COVID nineteen aid groups, and so we've actually enabled groups um, live all across Canada now. So, and we've seen so many groups form. I know there's one in my neighborhood specifically, just uh, neighbors who want to help, right? So it's a it's a way that then we can prioritize that in the feed again to make sure that they're um, they're working together to help people.
1: I uh, actually have faith in humanity again. <laughs> 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 I've been I've been using the Nextdoor app for a while and yeah. it's been pretty good. Um, one of the reasons I, I I joined it obviously after talking with you uh, is that the verification process is excellent, right? You're not going to have a bunch of weirdos trying to pretend they're part of your your neighborhood. But on top of that, you know, the security thing was a big thing for me because we were getting a lot of break-ins uh, in my driveway into my cars and stuff. And uh, we were actually able to connect with uh, a bunch of other neighbors that were having similar problems and then communicate that to the local police detachment here uh, and it, it helped reduce uh, a lot of, uh, of that. Uh, But I just love the fact I'm getting these messages uh, from next door and people are just helping people. Like you said, you know, getting groceries or or whatever uh, even down to where toilet paper is, you know, Safeway just got some toilet paper in, you know, half an hour ago, get your butt down there quickly. So uh, I I love that. Uh, So my question too is like, we've got Facebook. How, How do you feel this differs from Facebook?
3: yeah it's a great question you know i i um I like to say that I think the reason why a platform was created really sets the tone for how you communicate on it right and uh there's there's no doubt like that nextdoor was designed specifically to connect you with your neighbors just as you described right and uh, in a safe and a trusted way so to me that's the number one difference like um you know we talk about the different social platforms out there and, and why you might use one over the other, right? And probably we use all of them for different reasons. And Nextdoor is really the one to connect with your neighbors in a safe and trusted way. Whereas I think other platforms are created for different reasons. So that's the first thing that I think of. The second one really is that verification component. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a higher degree of trust, just as, as you both described, really, when you know that um, you do live in the neighborhood and we, we go through great pains to verify people. And so you just can't join. It's also private to your neighborhood. So it's not like I could Google your neighborhood and see, like, what are people talking about and what are the conversations. So it, it is uh, private to your to your neighborhood. So to me, those are the two major differences. I think like the tool set within Nextdoor is designed specifically for neighbors and to connect with neighbors. So when you think about the help map, we're able to do something like that based on proximity. So it's less about, oh yeah, I was already on this platform because, you know, my friends and family are all already on here. It's more about, no, I want to connect to my community and the conversations that I'm having are facilitated through uh through Nextdoor as this neighborhood hub. So, you know, and that's on a regular day, that includes like things like for sale and free, which is a specific section on Nextdoor. Um uh safety neighborhood safety as you mentioned is a is a big one for us and now we see i think it's really heightened the need for next door because you can see just at the end of the day you're going to need your neighbors to support you uh we're going to have to support each other right and and so that's really what next door is all about
1: how difficult would you say it is for someone to get signed up for this you know we have a lot of um elderly people listening to the show as well they're not as you know Technically savvy, uh, is it uh, fairly straightforward for them? Do you think to to get signed up and and get involved?
3: Yeah, yes, it is. It is. Um, I think that um, it it is pretty easy to download the app and go to the website, and as I said, sort of punching in your postal code and address, and then we're connecting you to your neighborhood. Um, there are the verification options, as you mentioned, where you can get a postcard and have it sent to your house. I think that's, you know, that's something like I went through that process when I joined, it's like, oh yeah, you get the postcard. You're like, yes, I got to remember. I've got to punch that in. Right. So there is a step, like it is not, it's, we're not like other platforms in that sense, where it's just like sort of, it's a little bit more instant. And this is on purpose because we want to make sure that you are who you say you are and you are in the right neighborhood and you're connected to your community. So, but I think from a technical standpoint, I think it's fairly simple when you, um, as I, view it when you go in and the form is fairly simple to punch in. Um, uh, yeah, there's not many more steps beyond sort of inputting that information that takes you to your neighborhood. But I think that's too, that's part of what we're doing right now is making sure that the most vulnerable out there know that next door is such a valuable resource. Because I think, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're getting to everyone. You know, there are a lot of people who are feeling he, um, more vulnerable and more isolated than normal, right? Who may have already been in a vulnerable situation. And, you know, one of the things we're working on with our community leads, so I should have mentioned too, that Nextdoor has leads of, of the neighborhoods. And these are people who are really caretakers of their communities. And they love kind of helping people and and using Nextdoor, right? And we've been talking with them about how do I identify these people? I know we, I've seen the conversation in my neighborhood. How do I identify these people who can, how do we connect them to the help that we know is available on Nextdoor, right? So that's what the help map app is designed to do but to your point we also need to tell people um, to make sure that they're going to sign up and get connected to their neighborhood because um, you know we we all need a neighborhood to rely on right now Uh, and again that might be something as simple as yeah I can you know I just returned from travel and um, I I really need some essentials or uh, another case we had someone who just needed their mail to be picked up Um, you know things like that right and that's where it's like it's great to know someone down the street that can help with that.
1: Uh, We're I, talking I look, with, sorry john
0: i was gonna say I, I equate next door after using it for a little while now kind of like where my mailbox is for my complex we have a little bulletin board and it's kind of like a bulletin board for your community um that's hyper local and hyper uh, specific to any specific needs and i actually just saw on my bulletin board here uh Beside my mailbox, there was some some local folks in the in the complex offering to do things like you just said that are in next door, and not everyone has a bulletin board beside their mailbox. So this is the perfect digital equivalent of that, and, and that's really how I think about next door uh, now.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. I was just going to say too, especially with the the physical distancing that's been. Um, been going on and, you know, as a necessity to keep everyone safe that we can't gather in person, I think too, that has kind of come to life more than ever before where it's like, yeah, who can help and how do I connect them in a digital way? Um, Which I think has really kind of become like illuminated now, right?
1: We're talking with Christopher Doyle. He's the country manager for the next door app. If you don't have this app, it's time to download it now. Gets you in touch with your real neighbors in your neighborhood. And it's especially important uh, for a lot of the uh, the neighbors that might need some help. Thanks for joining us, Christopher. Thanks for having me. Take care. When we come back from the break, more uh, apps to talk about, including house party, getting your friends together online and playing some games back after this. You're back with The App Show. A lot of questions about how how to stay connected with friends uh, and family uh, during the pandemic. You know, obviously you can do Skypes and FaceTimes one-on-one and, you know, even add a few people in. But there's some programs or apps that are really ideally suited for more social gatherings. One that we came across uh, is uh, House Party. Have you guys tried this out yet? Seems all the, the kids yeah. are using it. Not yet. No, it's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> it only works for up to eight people, but uh, you can all be video chatting at the, the same time. But what I like about it is that they also have little games built into it as well. So like a uh, little kind of Pictionary games and trivia games uh, that you can uh, play together while you're, uh, you know, videoing which is, I, I think, kind of cool. Graham, you did something interesting. Uh, you like to DJ. You were DJing for a group of folks online.
2: I was. So I actually, I forked out for a Zoom uh, upgrade so I can do the 100 people and uh, go over the 40-minute 40, 40 limit. Uh, but we wanted to have a, uh, we, we're calling it an ISO, wave, right? Like the just dance in your dance in your living room. So there's an app on iOS and Android called Q. Um, and it's a, it's a website as well, and so basically, you punch in as a DJ, you punch this information into your software, and you can broadcast directly from your DJ controller onto the internet. And so, I had uh, probably about sixty or seventy people last Saturday uh, in their own homes listening to me play live, along with a couple of other friends. We had uh, three DJs, three channels, and people kind of bounce back and forth between all of them, and it was an absolute blast. Uh, so, Q is it's kind of a it's a it's a cool thing for DJs to play live. And so, How do you spell that? It's uh, C U E, as in like you're queuing up a song.
1: Very cool, uh, John. Uh, getting back to Jackbox games, uh, those aren't uh, typically um, like multiplayer as far as uh, you know going out over the uh, the net. You have to be at home to do it. But you found a unique way to to do this.
0: Yeah, well, I, I was trying a bunch of different ways. Uh, Xbox has a service called Mixer, which is similar to Twitch for for streaming. And so we actually tried broadcasting from my xbox to uh a website that all my friends could go to they didn't need to log in or anything like that so if you have an xbox you can use mixer to broadcast uh to your account so it's mixer.com slash your xbox name and then people will be able to see whatever you're playing uh and with jackbox the problem with jackbox is that there's a bit of a, a, a delay um which can be troublesome if you're trying to buzz in for a trivia game for example um but uh what I ended up doing that seemed to work the best is I literally just took a webcam and pointed it at my TV and everyone basically saw my TV instead of me. And then you use your phones to actually play. And we, we played um, uh quiplash to, I think for four hours on Saturday night, there was eight of us playing and it was a total blast. Um, and uh, the other neat thing I since to have discovered too, is Jackbox actually made draw. Drop- available for free uh, which is a it's a new version of their uh, sort of you, you, on your phone you would just sort of draw your uh, you know what word you've been given or phrase and and then everyone else would see that and have to guess what it is and it's kind of a fun you know Pictionary kind of game that you can play uh, remotely um, and the nice thing is you can actually install it on your computer so then you can just share your app uh, from uh, from Zoom Uh directly in so people there there shouldn't be any lag at all and it should be pretty high quality
1: so have you guys done any virtual happy hours yet
2: yes oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i every night like we're doing virtual happy hour but uh my partner ray she made scones and did a a a dead drop for a friend of ours at their at their door she dropped scones off and then came home and had virtual high tea the classiest (laughs) thing i've seen in a (laughs) while.
1: i would drop really, off. Really cool. i would drop off kd that'd be the the height of my class
2: <laughs> i've
0: seen some people they go to town they actually get dressed up for their zoom calls to have like it's like they're going out to the club and so i mean it's a thing people are trying to be social and trying to stay connected the, in the way that they normally do um i'm still in my pajamas so i'm i'm happy to do that but um you know good on you if you want to get dressed up and sit at home
1: so well, we're going to have to take a break here now, guys. Uh, when we come back, we're going to learn about a, uh, a new phone coming out with probably the most incredible camera system that I've uh, ever seen. Uh, and we will tell you all about it. Maybe just to take your mind off, uh, you know, the pandemic for a little while here. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Welcome back to the show. Uh, got some uh, exciting news. Uh, I always love uh, hearing about... Uh, new tech launches and always look forward to ones from Huawei. They've uh, really led uh, the charge as far as uh, technology in smartphones uh, and really down to the cameras as well. They've just announced a a new phone. I'm going to call it a super phone. It's just amazing some of the things that this thing can do. It's the Huawei uh, P40 Pro. And on the line we've got Paul Deco from Huawei to tell us all about it. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Challenging times to launch new products, I, I imagine.
4: But you know what? It's important to us uh, to know that you know we are at the forefront of the technology here, and we're always ready to show some new innovations with with, uh, with our customers around the world.
1: So, Paul, uh, I wanted to dive into this phone because uh, there's just so many features, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about a lot of them. Let's start with the the cameras on the P40 uh, Pro. What's what's new? What do you what are you bringing to the table this time?
4: Well, it's a four-camera system. It's a quad-camera system. There is ultra-wide to a 40-megapixel camera sensor. And the actual main camera sensor now is 50 megapixels as well. And then we have a telephoto. And then we also have this 3D depth camera as well to be able to get some really, really great shots from pretty much every situation you can think of.
1: Well, a lot of the phones now, uh, and I, I almost feel like they're playing catch-up to you guys every time you launch a, a new phone. They've got like three camera systems and, and what have you. Uh, what what makes these these different now compared to what's out there?
4: We have a gigantic sensor behind the camera. It is Essentially, it measures about an inch diagonally. It's the biggest sensor you can pretty much put on a smartphone at this point. This enables us to get some really incredible pictures and incredible detail. And it's not just about the megapixels, it's about how we use those megapixels as well. On top of that, we have this XD fusion engine that we've uh, done and developed using AI algorithms to pretty much have different kinds of situations that it's already been pre-programmed. So that you're always taking the best picture possible.
1: So what does this mean for the, uh, the average person You know that, that likes to take a, a lot of pictures? Are they going to notice a difference uh, compared to their, their older phone?
4: I'm a big point-and-shoot kind of guy, and I can tell you right now that my—I've been playing around with this phone for a little bit, and my photos have looked so much better at this point because it does have that extra level, an extra layer of AI magic that I think that uh, that only I think Huawei can provide.
1: I, w- I want to quickly just talk about that AI. You know, uh, sure. I haven't had a chance to to try the phone out myself uh, in full yet, you know, to some of these things. But uh, they they showed how the AI is smart enough to actually remove things like Glass reflections from an image. Like, so for example, if you're taking a, a picture of a, a display in a store, but, you know, obviously there's glass there. Uh, and even removing people that accidentally pass by, photobomb your shot as well. Like, how is it doing that? That just seems like kind of magic.
4: Uh, it's called, uh, that feature is called the AI Golden Snap. It's a new feature we're launching with the P40 Pro. Essentially, what it does is it's smart enough to figure out what it should be on that image that you want to take a picture of. And it's takes pictures and analyzes about 40 frames a second before and after you press that shutter button.
1: It's basically taking the best picture out of that, that time period.
4: It's taking the best picture out of that, but also combining different photos. So for example, if you have a person who kind of comes in from the left on uh, the earlier in the frame, and then someone comes to the right after that, then it's smart enough to combine those images to actually have those people both of them out.
1: Let's talk about the zoom lens. Uh, how much optical zoom lens are you, are you getting with this new one?
4: Uh, the P40 Pro has a five times optical zoom. But on top of that too, we also have a 50 times super sensing zoom as well. So pretty much about half a kilometer away, you can zoom in from your phone from where you're standing. It's
1: like kind of having a, a telescope in your in your pocket. That's like,
4: exactly. And the, the reason why is we want to have a really big comprehensive package in terms of our camera system. This means that we're able to shoot in very... Challenging, challenging situations that you probably wouldn't have even you know pull out your phone at any point. This allows you to capture every moment that you have, even moments within moments. Really, with our slow, with our super slow mo.
1: Let's talk about that super slow mo. You know, it's kind of funny. I remember years ago, uh, I got my hands on like uh, the special Olympus camera. I think it was like a few thousand dollars, and it had like a super slow mo, like a hundred times slow mo. What what can we get with this now?
4: Because of our technology that we put in this device, we're actually getting. 256 times slower than actual regular movement, 7,680 frames a second. And slower so, than slow, Mike.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the video uh, as well. You know, a lot of people obviously now using their smartphones for taking uh, video. Uh, one feature that I thought was really cool, you know, we've seen this with the still photos, uh, that, that uh, bokeh effect, uh, you know, being able to take a picture uh, of someone and then having the background blurred out. You're able to do that quite well with video now, too.
4: Yeah, our, uh, we've essentially made, uh, uh, has included pretty much pro level video, making you a director of your life at this point, uh, enabling you to get those, uh, those enable those, uh, background blur bokeh effects, which is so, you know, you can see in pretty much almost every movie. However, now it's replicable on your smartphone.
1: Let's let's talk about uh, some of the uh, other features uh, you know obviously the cameras are, are by far you know one of the, the big uh, you know reasons that someone would want this uh, phone what uh, what about uh, you know other features that people would uh, want uh, I think one was uh, me time like a, a video conferencing feature
4: yeah me time is a new video conferencing feature uh, video calling feature that we've uh, enabled just using Huawei uh, technology, we're actually able to get some really good nighttime 1080p kind of video. So you can pretty much shoot in the dark at this point uh, or, or have a conversation, a video conversation in the dark. And you're able to actually just see that person in front of you as well. Very, very low uh, light situation. We've also partnered with other manufacturers as well uh, to be able to bring that me time to other other components, like, say, a, a little camera you can see can attach to your bicycle and so on and so forth. This collaboration with our laptops, including me, time, allowing you to pretty much drag and drop things from your laptop to your, piece, to your, uh, to your smartphone and back and forth. Uh, we're able to copy and paste something on your phone, and then you can actually control-paste that somewhere on your computer if you have it connected.
1: I want to bring up something, you know, uh, people uh, very much so nowadays, very concerned about security and privacy. You know, obviously that's something uh, you folks at Huawei uh, are, are dealing with in a big way uh, as well. What are we seeing on the, on the phone to protect people's privacy and, and make them secure?
4: There is something we call the TEE, which is a Trusted Execution Environment. That, that's a base level part of the, the security chip in a device. This is the area where, it's, where it kind of stores your biometrics, like your face, uh, information as well as your fingerprints, and it stores it in a place that even Huawei can't even, uh, can't even get into. This is secure privacy for you as a user. On top of that, we have above-level features that also secure your level as well. We have a feature called Private Space, essentially enabling you to make another instance of Android onto your phone itself, meaning that you have uh, your own personal, say, your work side. Then if you use, say, your join you lock using your thumb, but say you, um, you use your your pinky finger on your left hand, you can unlock a different version of your phone where you can store uh, your your photos, your videos, the things that you want to keep on safe. That's where you can put it, and only you know it exists. So it's really really safe and really secure.
1: Let's talk about uh, apps now. Uh, you know. Just so listeners know out there, uh, this particular phone's not going to be using the Google mobile services. It's going to be using Huawei's mobile services uh, in, instead. And you guys have your own app gallery. What kind of traction are you getting right now to get the, the most popular apps
4: on, on your app gallery? App gallery launched in Canada in data form on February 24th, so not too long ago. Currently, there's about 17,000 apps available in Canada. Just recently, last week, we launched the Weather Network Wattpad uh, is another major player that's homegrown. Globally, we have about 3,000 engineers dedicated to App Gallery, with about $3 billion to its growth and development. Essentially, App Gallery is the first app store alternative offered to customers in pretty much the last 10 years. In the momentum part of this App Gallery, we have about 5,000 apps being added every week globally to App Gallery.
1: Yeah, so for people that already are using uh, Android phones. And again, the new Huawei P40 has got the the open source version of uh, Android. Uh, So the people that already have Android phones, will they be able to migrate their settings and their current apps, whatever they might be, onto the new phone?
4: Well, we have a feature called Phone Clone. And uh, Phone Clone is embedded in pretty much every one of our devices. And it's downloadable on the Play Store or in the App Store. And what it is, is that it's an easy way for our customers to migrate their data over from their previous phone their new huawei device for applications our first choice is always talking about the app gallery that's where you should download all our apps as well as their official websites out there these app developers also make their apps available that way as well so that's an easy way for our customers to get the apps that they use use.
1: we're talking with paul daco from huawei about the new huawei p40 pro uh this is uh, a new flagship phone uh from the chinese uh, smartphone manufacturer do we know when this will be available in
4: canada that's going to be a TBD, so it's coming on Canada for sure, but we just have to wait and see what that what that's going to be at.
1: Thanks for joining us today, uh, Paul. We look forward to uh, finding out when we can get our hands on one of these. Thanks a lot, Mike. When we come back from the break, more Tech to Talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Eggerbo here with John and Graham. Well, we've got a little time left uh, for our favorite app pick of the week. And John, uh, I'm throwing it over to you.
0: Yeah, so just last week, uh, conveniently, Nintendo came out with uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. I got to say, it's a fantastic game for quarantine. Uh, the premise behind it, if you've never heard of Animal Crossing before, it's it's a popular game that's been around for, for quite a long time on a lot of different consoles. Um, but the idea between this particular one is that you are traveling to a deserted island that you're going to live on. And you start off with a tent and a local guide. And you basically have to gather resources and keep continually upgrading your your island. You Visit other islands to get resources. You meet other people to invite them to live on your island, and you basically build up your the whole the whole place. And it's been fantastic. It's got really soothing music. It's a very nice distraction from all of the news of the day and the world. I've played it for far too many hours now. I get up in the morning and log in while I'm in bed and play it. Play it at night until I go to sleep. It's actually it's not normally my kind of game. I, I'm not a big fan of the resource type games, but it's just such a nice departure from what's going on in the world and what we're always talking about and they've done such a great job with how it all comes together and it's actually quite a lot of fun i have a lot of friends that are actually playing it as well so we there's like 12 of us all playing and you can actually go and visit other your friends islands as well which is really kind of
2: cool uh
1: so are you collecting animals why is it called animal crossing
2: i'm not sure it's because Um, most of the other characters are animals uh speaking as the guy who started playing this series 15 years ago
0: yikes Well, the funny thing is, I found out that this particular iteration for the Switch was the development started in 2012. So it's actually been in development for eight years. And they're actually planning seasonal updates to it as well. So it's a pretty good value. Apparently, Nintendo, just this morning, I read that they're actually moving up one of their updates for Easter a little bit sooner just because of the pandemic and, and because there's a lot of people playing it. Apparently, this is the most popular game of all
2: time for them uh, in a very short amount of time, as far as sales goes. I might have to pick up a copy and come join you on your island. It's it's great because it seems like a really fun game that's actually just the plot to Waterworld. Pretty much,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but the nice thing too is that there's you know there's no timeline, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in a rush to do anything. So literally, you can just live your best life on your island. You have a camera in the game; you can take pictures. Uh, you can how do you win? How do you win? You don't. You just live. Just just like
2: life.
1: Oh, is that my problem? I'm trying to win life?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll tell you what. When, yeah. I, when I'm done killing demons in Doom Eternal, I will come hang out with you in Animal Crossing. All right.
1: Animal Crossing available for the Nintendo Switch. That's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got great contests going on all the time. This uh, week, we're giving away a Google... Nest uh, Mini. This is a a great little uh, smart speaker that you can use to control your home with all your connected devices, uh, listen to your favorite songs, and just ask Google just about anything. Want to thank everyone that helps put the show together. We'll see you again next time.